0: And now, move the sticks with Daniel Jeremiah
1: and Bucky Brooks.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks, DJ Bucky, Rhett, back with you as we are looking back at a double dip on Monday night. Uh, Buck, before uh, before we jump into these games, thumbs up, thumbs down, double headers on Monday night.
2: I like the double headers. I wish they were spaced out a little bit. It was too tight, too tight to each other. Yeah. Like, give me a little space so I can see one, then I see the other.
1: Oh, come on, guys. I mean, we need it. We need the, the ability to go back and forth. One game's not giving it to you. Let's go get it from the other. You know, if you're, if you're not into if you're not into some tough quarterback play in the Cleveland, you know, Pittsburgh game, go watch Taysom Hill essentially win this game for the New Orleans Saints. So it was, it was a lot of fun to kind of go back and forth in these two.
0: That's yeah, fortunately, funny. the Padres have spared me trying. I don't have to flip over to the baseball game, Buck. So I just, I got two football games. I don't have to worry about the baseball games. That's what my team uh, did to me this year, unfortunately. Uh, so I, don't even get me started. Um, all right, let, let's, uh, let's go first of all. There's a couple of these uh, points I want to make here, but I want to start first of all uh, with this Cleveland Pittsburgh game. This is a big win for the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off of a week where we talked about it. They just got hammered by the 49ers. And while there, uh, there's still plenty of, uh, of things to fix offensively, uh, Buck, I'll shoot it over to you. And I know the big headline from this game is going to be Nick Chubb. We'll get to that in a minute. But I want to give our due to the Steelers, first of all. Uh, this defense, you know, putting up a couple touchdowns. This looks like it has the, the chance, with the depth and the talent up front especially, to be kind of one of those old-school, legit Steeler defenses that put last week behind them and had a really nice showing.
2: Yeah, this is a team that we thought we were going to see based on how they performed during the preseason. Dominant performance, uh, really got after the quarterback. I think six sacks, uh, scored a couple de- defensive touchdowns, really set the tone for this team to get a big win at home against a division rival. And as this defense continues to play at this level, uh, you may have to make some modifications to your offense in terms of, hey, let's just play to the defense we don't need to be risky we don't need to throw it we can run it we can do some things that are a little more conservative in nature because this defense is going to keep the score down this defense is going to set us up for scoring opportunities this could yeah. change the way that they go about their complimentary football plan
1: and guys uh by the way in the first of what's going to be you heard it here uh in the first instance of a phrase that you're going to hear a couple of times today and you heard it here first up move the sticks or with you guys in general, remember 2019. Remember our conference USA schedule on NFL Network. You remember the scouts' eye that we did when we had a Charlotte game yes. on Alex Highsmith yes. coming off the edge. That's right. Let's go. You heard it here first on Move the Sticks. I mean, he was like third round <laughs> pick, but has obviously um, has obviously you know. Proved his worth far beyond his draft position. They compensated him like one of the best edge rushers in football. He's playing like one of the best edge rushers in football. Obviously helps to have a defense, a perennial defensive player of the year candidate in T.J. Watt. But those two guys right there, I mean, name us a better edge rushing duo uh, right now because they are absolutely winning the day for that Steelers defense.
0: Yeah, they've got some good other young players they're rolling through in that front as well. So it's got a chance to be a really, really solid unit. T.J. Watt's got four sacks now for the first two weeks. He's having a monster season. Now, offensively, you know, Kenny Pickett missed some throws, was not clean, was not smooth. But when you've got George Pickens, he gives you the big long one. Uh, Pickens ends up with four for a buck, 27, including that 71 yard touchdown. So you get the big strike ability. They're not running the ball at all. Uh, And that's two good defenses they've gone up against in in San Francisco and a Jim Schwartz led uh, Cleveland Browns front. So They've got to find a way to get a little more of that ground game going, and I don't think the bar is very high in terms of you know, what they need to do to win football games because the defense is going to be really, really good. Um, you know, that, that's going to be their formula. But uh, let's switch over to the other side of the ball, Buck. Uh, offensively, man, it, it just feel, you feel sick to your stomach when you see the injury that Nick Chubb suffered, just thrashed, thrashed that knee, and that's going to be it for him for the season. He's one of the, not only the great stars in the league and one of the best players of his position, it's one of those rare instances where the running back is literally the leader of your team. And that's how he was in college at Georgia. That's who he's been for the Cleveland Browns. They replaced some of the production. I mean, look, Ford, Jerome Ford goes for over 100 yards rushing. To me, it's going to be more of the leadership side of it that's going to be even bigger than, than missing him, the player.
2: Yeah, so much of their identity is wrapped in Nick Chubb being kind of the bruiser between the tackles. Uh, their ability to run the football sets the table for Deshaun Watson in the passing game to get off on play action passes. And for a long time when they lost that, it was not only just the physical loss of not having, you know, one of the top rushers in the league, but the emotional loss of the guy who really carries us, who does so much for our offense, which sets up our defense. This is a tough one. It's a, really a tough one for the Cleveland Browns because this is a team, as you can see early, they look like they could be the class of the division. When they have all of the pieces in place, you remove Chubb. Now the division, to me, is really up for grabs, and I don't know how they replace that kind of production. I really don't know how to pre- replace that kind of leadership because he's a huge loss in, in the locker room.
1: Yeah, and look, I think uh, there's some concern, obviously, you know, for Nick Chubb and the injury, and, and certainly hope that that he can get you know the recovery that he needs, but with this Cleveland Browns offense, you've got a quarterback in Deshaun Watson with top five ability, but what that's probably playing somewhere in the neighborhood of a a 15 to 25, you know, ranked quarterback uh, at this point. And so when you or worse, right. So when you don't have the high level quarterback play, and now you lose the ability to hand it off with confidence, you know, in the run game. Now look at Jerome Ford, you know, maybe ends up, no being fine. They signed somebody and, and they could still pound the rock a bit, but not the way that they could with Chubb, not the way they could rely on it with Chubb to help buy some time to figure out what's going on with Watson and get him back playing at a very high level. So they, that part of it is concerning. Good news is their defense is really good. Yeah. The defense is good. It wasn't, uh, wasn't
0: on them. Obviously you, you, 26 points for the Steelers, 14 come, uh, from the other side of the ball. So, uh, Cleveland defensively is going to keep them in every game. They've got to get Watson, playing better ball. Let's get to the next one here, Carolina, New Orleans. Uh, this is a game, the Saints here, they are 2-0. and The Derek Carr era is off to a, a pretty good start here. Let's start on the winning side of things, Rhett. What do you see from your hometown Saints there?
1: Well, so I, I think, um, you know, outside of four explosive plays in the past game, this was really all about Taysom Hill. I'll get to Taysom Hill here in a second, but the explosives were really, you know, they, they were big. There were a couple of, I mean, two of the highest degree of difficulty catches made in, the NFL this week, Michael Thomas uh, down inside the red zone, goes up and gets one initially ruled incomplete. And then Chris Olave uh, comes up with a huge one. They essentially tips to himself, makes a diving grab. Those were big time plays in the past game. And then maybe the biggest was the Rashid Shaheed, Just straight speed down the right sideline Carr finds him. That sets up the touchdown that eventually gave them the winning margin. So I thought those explosives were big from the Saints in the past game uh, on a day where offense like wasn't really that potent on either side. But for the Saints, they had the ability to turn to Taysom Hill. Seven QB design runs. He goes nine yards, seven yards, nine, 11, 5, 13, had one for negative yardage. So almost every one of those QB design runs were big-time chunk plays in the run game. He had a lead blocker for a bunch of them, which I thought was a cool little design wrinkle. They brought in an extra offensive lineman at times. Um, Taysom Hill was a big piece of that win, I felt like, for the Saints.
0: Yeah, I kind of one of those deals where you're like, oh, he's still he's still playing. I forgot about taking. Yeah, Delt. I know. It's kind like whoa. The, in the back of your mind. Then you see them in a primetime game. You're like, oh, he's still out there. Uh, look, I, I want to flip it over to the other side, uh, Buck. This is something I feel like we've been consistent with this message talking mm-hmm. about Bryce Young, 153 yards. I, I I watch the tape and you go through and you you get to the top of the drop and you freeze it and you're like, man, I just there's not a lot of wins out here. There's not a lot of great options. He's getting hit. The thing he's done well is he's buying time. He's extending plays, trying to give his guys an opportunity to uncover, and yet still he's having a tough time finding people. So I didn't come away from this game watching it, and, and the box score doesn't look pretty. You know, 153 yards. He took four sacks. Um, you know, didn't throw a pick, but uh, obviously the, the hits add up, and it ends up you know resulting in a fumble uh, that he lost. But I don't know how this gets better in the short term. You know, to me, I guess the only thing is you're going to have to just say we got to commit to the run where we got to put extra tight ends. Let's play yeah. the sixth offensive lineman. They're going to have to do something creative in the run game, Buck, because if you don't have the guys. You don't have the guys. And this he's buying all kinds of time and there's still nothing. I don't know what the answer is there.
2: Yeah, they need to upgrade the offensive personnel around him. Uh, we can talk about uh, him being the number one uh overall pick, but they just don't have enough firepower to make you change the way that you play defense. These getting the day one looks and there's no way that you that there there isn't a way for him to dictate the terms. You can't force someone to double team a wide receiver. He doesn't have that guy. You can't force someone to drop another defender in the box because he doesn't have a high end player at those positions. This is one where he's going to have to jump into it right away, put his mark on the game as a as a passer, but also as a scrambling artist that creates big plays on the move he's going to have to empty the tool belt to allow this offense to play at a high level.
0: Yeah. W- one of the things that uh, I want to transition this here, because one of the things I was thinking of watching that was, man, okay, first overall pick, it's going to be tough. You're going to go to teams that don't really have a lot around you, but I, I want to look at this uh, list of first overall picks and how they're doing so far this year. We see, you know, the record that they have Their Bryce is, is and 2 there at the top Baker Mayfield's the only one who's undefeated at two and Oh, when you look at this collection of names, you look at the offense that Trevor Lawrence went into. Obviously, a tough rookie year with him. The Urban Meyer mm-hmm. thing did not go well. Joe Burrow had a lot of pieces around him. Baker Mayfield had that run game and offensive line around him uh, in Cleveland. Jared Goff did not have anything around him early on until Sean McVay came, <laughs> and then Matthew Stafford, as we all know, you know, kind of inherited a winless football team and had to build that thing up. So you, you find yourself in different situations. So to kind of finish up the the thought on Bryce. Look, you just got to be patient. You can't have any verdict on him this year. You're going to need to be patient with him as you see some of those other guys in the list. Let's wait till you get more pieces. Buck, go ahead.
2: No, so um, my thing is, look, he's going to be fine. They will be fine. And I expect him to eventually play at a high level. But, DJ, it's not only the weapons around. I I, kind of worry a little bit about Frank Wright and the amount of hits that Bryce Young is taking. Can we come up with a protection plan that keeps him upright and available? So... I just worry about that. I worry about that for the Panthers because what I saw is he's certainly talented enough to play at a high level, but man, they they got to keep him from getting rocked and socked uh, when he's in the pocket.
1: Yeah, look, I I think one of the positives of this second game for Bryce Young was that last drive, right? They need they're they're down what was it eleven? Um, they need to go down there get a mm-hmm. couple of scores, and man, you know the Saints are rushing three, dropping eight. There's nowhere for him to go, especially as we're talking about with the with the personnel that he's got there on the perimeter. You know, it's hard to find some completion. So what, what does he do? He stays patient. He takes what the defense is given him. He's hitting Chuba Hubbard for four or five yards. He's hitting little spot routes to, to Mingo. They're getting out of bounds. They're moving the ball down the field. And then, you know, when he has to push it down the field, when there's an opportunity to push it down the field, uh, he hits Mingo on that corner route down inside the five. They end up scoring on the three yard deal and touchdown. So I I just think that, you know, that shows some maturity from a young quarterback. Look, you've been frustrated all game long. You're trying to find some big plays. They're not there. He could have easily forced those things and ended that game prematurely. Instead, he gives his team an opportunity to go down. They weren't able to get the ball back and uh, and go for the tying score. But I thought that showed some maturity from a young quarterback. Yeah, there's positives to take
0: away from it. And I want to look at some of these other names on this list, guys, because, you know, Buck, we're always looking at it from a scouting standpoint of what can we learn, and if you're a team that's sitting up there with a number one overall pick and you've got multiple quarterbacks you can choose from, I think one of the characteristics that you need to possess to be able to take on that burden, that pressure of taking over a a team picking first overall, you better have guys that can deal with adversity and can come out of kind of the rubble and and survive. Mm -hmm. And and when you look through this list, I think you see it with Trevor Lawrence. The adversity he faced in his first year, and you saw him, man, that was just, that was tough. You know, what Bryce is facing is tough. These guys are going to have a rough time early. You better have thick skin, and you better be able to learn from it and not get uh, just completely crushed by it. But you saw that with Trevor.
2: Yeah, I did see it with Trevor. And, the, I mean, the difference is Trevor had an inexperienced coach kind of guiding him through. Uh, Bryce and some of these young guys have experienced coaches who've kind of dealt with the young quarterback and helped the young quarterback mature uh it's a process you would like to have a vet in the room uh to kind of walk them through show them just how you prepare just how you get for a monday night game a thursday night game a sunday night game all these other things help them put their own plan and processes in place so when they do become the four-time starter they're ready to go and they're ready to compete at the high level
0: yeah to me uh you know when you look at the rest of this list Rhett, the one guy i want to hit you on then we'll move on uh and yeah. take a break here but matthew stafford That should be an example of somebody who walked into a situation. Obviously, you're with Calvin Johnson there, and that's uh, that's a pretty good spot to be in with him. But this is a team that didn't win games like any. Uh, You talk about having pressure on you to come in there and fix something. Uh, He had it there, and we've seen Stafford go on to win a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and you want to talk about the ability to kind of reverse negative narratives. I mean, you you guys remember the first couple of years of Stafford's career goes down with the knee injury, has the shoulder, and all of a sudden you got people talking about, oh, he's never going to be able to play a full season. He's injury prone. Then he goes on like this incredible Ironman streak for the last part of his, his Lions career into the, the beginning of his Rams career. And I think, you know, just going back and watching this this 49ers game, I mean, when he's healthy, I mean, he has... I mean, that arm talent is, I mean, as we talked about when he was coming out of Georgia, it's incredible, right? I mean, like the, the throws he makes from the right hash to the left sideline, 25 yards down the field on, you know, on a, on a deep out route or a deep corner. I, mean, I don't know if there's anybody like it, you know, with the way that he can layer that thing in there and push it down the field uh, with such great accuracy and velocity. I mean, it's so much fun to watch when he's healthy. He's moving around all over the place. And here's the other thing I'll say for Stafford. You know, when something's working, he's not going to abandon it you know, and and when Puka Nakua is just out there getting open all over the place, we're going to keep feeding it. We're just going to keep feeding it. And so uh, right now Stafford to Puka Stafford to Cooper cup uh, when he comes back, I like, I think we kind of left the Rams for dead, um, you know, in this off season and leading into this season, but I'm telling you what, with, with a healthy Stafford and some of these, you know, the established weapon in cup, when he comes back, (laughs) the emerging weapon in, in Puka, like, might be some fun to watch here in this season in that NFC West. Yeah, I'm just,
0: hey, I'm just drinking a warm cup of uh, Nakua here. That's it. That's what we're going to call this, uh, <laughs> this Rams offense here. A little cup of Nakua. Um, all right, Buck, what, last one here real quick, and we'll hit this break. If I told you of all these situations that they're currently in, I would say Joe Burrow has the most around him right now uh, on this list. And here yeah. they are sitting 0-2. I know the calf. Mm-hmm. I know he missed training camp. But I, I don't want you to put a percentage on it. But. Should we be like legit worried some of this Bengals team doesn't make it to the tournament?
2: Yeah, no, I think we should because we just don't know how long he's going to be gone, and the drop off between Joe Burrow and Jay Browning is massive. Uh, You've heard uh, Jamar Chase and some of the wide receivers weigh in on why uh, Joe Burrow is the guy that they want, and really why Jamar Chase wanted Joe Burrow to sit at the early part of the year because he thought this could be a consideration in terms of an injury down the road. Uh, if you take Joe Burrow out of that, they may have better weapons, but they're not going to perform as well. It brings him back to the pack. it makes the group an even-steven contest as opposed to a lopsided affair that it could have been.
0: Yeah, not, uh, not the start that Joe Burrow or the Bengals wanted uh, without question. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we are going to jump into this rookie draft, which somehow I am just That's... sucking at. We'll get to that right after this. Yeah. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. All right, let's jump back into this. Here we've uh, we've been doing this all year long. It's something new. It's the rookie draft where we draft a quarterback, running back, and a pass catcher each week. They have to be rookies. Uh, we change up the draft order. Here's where we are uh, in week two. Just off the fantasy points, that is a resounding win for Rhett. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's yeah, he's he's impressive.
2: Uh, Fifty-two points oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Almost out of whoa, Rhett we don't. No, 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 no. He's not going to take a very big three lap on that. One because last week when I was all excited about my fantasy win, y'all were like, hey, yeah, it doesn't matter. No, like, whoa, it doesn't. Whoa, it doesn't. whoa, it doesn't. no.
0: This is yeah, what matters. Matter. This is what matters, what we're looking at right here. This is our scoring. I gave you the fantasy points just so you feel good about yourself. Uh, but yeah. he still won uh, on our scoring system. He got six points. Bucky, you got four. I got two. Uh, measly mm. two. Uh, but oh, uh, So if we go overall for the season, Rhett's leading with 10. So he's got, uh, he's got 10 points. That's de- that's depressing. I, I guess I'll give I guess I'll give Rhett the floor here. Go ahead. I mean, Stroud, first of all, I would have won the quarterback if Richardson didn't get hurt. He already had two touchdowns. And then he, he got he's out. So <laughs> he did. He hits his head and he was done. He did. Right? We wouldn't be sitting here having to listen to this buck. But go ahead, Rhett. Go ahead. Well, CJ Stroud mean, go for it. I
1: mean, my guy CJ Stroud did throw for over 300, and uh what oh. a nice comeback for the Houston Texans in the second half. Now they look they got down early and Well, here's the moral of the story for C.J. Stroud, and this is both fantasy and reality. When he gets Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard back and when they start playing, when that offensive line starts picking it up a little bit, he's going to be dangerous, like even more dangerous, especially within this division, uh, because his pinpoint accuracy, his ball placement, his ability to hit those tight window throws. You saw the back of the end zone throw to Nico Collins. Uh, he had some, I mean, absolute threading the needle throws in this game, the confidence to go out there and do it, and then the ability to execute it from a rookie. Uh, I was just really impressed with that. I think he's only going to get better. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch and better targets than I think people are giving the Texans credit for. Like Nico Collins is showing up this year. Obviously Robert Woods is steady Eddie. Tank Dell coming along and then they just get John Mechie back uh, last week. So I think that's going to be something to, to kind of watch moving forward. Um, And then look, Bijan, whoever's got the first pick, I mean, just lock Bijan in, right? Uh, All year long. That's just going to be too much fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's every week. And look, I have the first pick today. We'll get to that in a minute. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to take Bijan. You have to. Uh, Buck, when you look at him (laughs) coming into the league, is there anybody? I I talked about LT. I'm like, I hate comparing people to Hall of Famers. But when you watch the video, he looks just like LT. But can you compare this? I know a Carolina you guys had back to back uh first round running backs, right? You had what, Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo. With that was that
2: back to back years? I mean, uh close proximity. It was it was during a run where we were taking yeah. first round backs all the time. But it's funny, DJ, yeah, the Ladanian Thomason comparison is really valid because I go back to watching LT when he was at TCU. I remember going to Nevada, watching him run. He ran for like 250 yards against uh the Wolfpack and it was very similar to the way that B. John Robinson runs the football, stop, start, quickness, burst, power. And then you fast forward, he goes to the chargers and he becomes a machine that can not only do it as a runner, but he can catch the ball out the backfield. And you just think, I think he had a hundred receptions his rookie season, North Turner just giving it to him every way that you can possibly give it to a running back. And that's B. John Robinson. And what I love about the system that he's in is we know that Arthur Smith knows how to use running backs and he is Going to feed Bijan Robinson and some of the other the running backs there, but Bijan is going to be the feature guy. He's a guy on the marquee. He's a terrific player, man. I'm, I, look, he's a rare, he's a one of a kind playmaker. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling
0: this up right now because um, when you look at when you look at LT and people, you know, I think sometimes it's easy, even though you're a Hall of Famer. I think people can kind of look at it and go, oh, I kind of forgot, you know, what he was and what he was all about. Uh, That first year, his rookie year, he went for 1,236 yards and 10 touchdowns. And then it just went up from there, 1,600 plus, 1,600 plus, 1,300, 1,400, 1,800, 1,400, 1,100. So, and that's not even talking the touchdowns, 10, 14, 13, 17, 18, 28, 15, 11, 12. Like, this is the type of player we're talking about here. We're not saying, like, oh, he's flashed. He's done some good things. He he could be a really – no, we're saying – this dude has a chance to be one of the best. Yeah. And when you watch mm-hmm. him with his combination, it's just rare when you see the, the the speed and the power. You'll see guys that have that, right? They 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 are explosive and they can run through tackles and they're strong and powerful. And then you'll see the change those change of pace guys, the shifty, the make you miss, the instinctive feel runners who are, you know, 465 guys but they just have a great feel and sense and vision. Mm-hmm. He has all of that. So that's what makes him such a, a special, special player. And one other rookie I'll hit on here uh, before we move on to this year's draft. Uh, Jordan Addison, I felt like you know there was a lot of hype on him at Pitt. He transfers to USC. Um, the ball got spread around a little bit with the Trojans, and it was kind of like, okay, kind of came back a little bit. What are the expectations with him in the draft? He's undersized. We talked so much about that, 170-something pounds. Um, and then you get on the field, and like, dude, the guy – All the guy does is make plays. You saw it on the deep post against the Philadelphia Eagles where he knows how to stem and weave and lean and create separation. Um, He's just a skilled, skilled route runner. And Buck, to me, it's another example. We talked about it with Puka Nakua, you know, Rhett's godson, that these guys Mm -hmm. that come into the league, Zay Flowers, another example of somebody who's having immediate success, polished route runners, drop them in, plug and play, off you go.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think what we're seeing in a lot of these things, uh, DJ, is more reduction and polished performance over the potential uh we can talk about how a player could develop and what he could be at the next level it's a lot different when you go after the guys that you see do it over and over again and their skills are transferable uh these route runners like Jordan Addison like Zay flowers uh they have it they had it and you can see it you can see how they were able to win they weren't winning just off their natural tools they're winning off of the technique and just understanding how to get it done Jordan Addison is one of those guys. He's going to find a way to continue to get open. And playing opposite Justin Jefferson, he's an easy one to fall in love with because he's going to have so many one-on-one opportunities. Yeah,
0: and uh, as we get to this week's draft, guys, I just got a sense, and I'm not forecasting if I'm going to take him or not, but speaking of these wideouts, JSN, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, it feels like that that big game is coming. It, it's getting close here. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's just uh, just dropping that on there. First pick, okay. Bijan Robinson. Right. I'm not going to waste your time. I, 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 you guys know what I'm doing. I don't need to waste any time on that. I got Bijan. Buck, you're up. That's easy. Yep.
2: Well, Bijan is an easy one. Um, dang, quarterback. Give me C.J. Stroud, which is going against ah. what my normal rules are. Ooh. My normal rules are I typically don't play fantasy against ah. my team, but he's going against the Jaguar, so I have a, a little bit of a rooting interest, kinda, of, that he'll find a way to. Put up some points. We don't crush us. Right.
1: Dang. Um, oh, I was I can't really thinking I was going to get weeks. CJ there with one of those next no. two picks.
2: You, no, you're not going to get him back to back weeks.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I have to take a quarterback here because I'm not going to be left out in the cold. If Anthony Richardson doesn't play this week. So uh, yeah. Bryce Young That's, is going to be a choice here. <laughs> you're done. You should have thought about that. Yeah. You should have thought about that. Uh, so g- give me Bryce Young. And then give me
2: Puka oh, Nakua. Yeah.
1: Oh wow! That's I mean, that's until really he, I mean, you're targeting him 20 times. It's, Fantasy's all about target share. It's, it's about <laughs> volume. Like he's getting volume more than anybody. So give me Puka and Bryce Young at picks three and four.
2: Okay, I think it comes back to me. Right. So then I then, that means I get a chance to take Zay Flowers,
1: right? So yes. I take Zay
2: Flowers because OBJ probably isn't going to suit up. Maybe his hurt ankle. So let's go with uh, let's go with Zay. All right,
0: Zay Flowers. Then I get my next two picks. Well, one of them is Richardson, so I can just say that. And, and uh, yeah. here's to a healthy week in so rehab there and uh, get it's yourself so ready to go. <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like I'm going to win the running back. I'm not feeling great about winning the quarterback. So I've got to win the wideout spot here. So Zay Flowers is gone. Puka Nakua is gone. I've got Jordan Addison uh, against the Chargers, so I could do what Bucky's doing and take oh, a player boy. that you're going to see. Yeah, that see sounds like a win, live and in person. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm tempted. You don't know how bad I want to take Tank Dell. I would. Love, I, I, I'm a Tank Dell guy. Uh, yeah. He come. Gosh, he yeah. Had a decent week. What do you? Yeah. He, he had eight for seventy four last week. Um, yeah. Man, against the Jags. I don't know how I don't take Addison. So I know we want to get some new names in the mix, that. but I, I've, I have no choice. I've got to take Jordan Addison there. Buck, you're up.
1: Don't worry. I got
2: one. Well, it's easy. It's Jameer Gibbs. I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs from okay. Detroit. That's easy. I got him.
1: All right. So you're going Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I, I yeah. guess, you know, just hasn't seen the, we haven't seen the production in the run game. And he's on one of my actual fantasy teams. And But they are targeting the heck out of him in the past game. So, like, you're thinking you're going to get a few you know, more than a few receptions here. Uh, one that I am quite interested in here, guys, and happy to have fall to me here with the final pick of our draft. Roshan Johnson. So. Hey, I new name. New name alert. Wow. New name for you. You know, they did not. Well, let's just call it like it is. The Bears did nothing of note on offense uh, outside of a couple of throws, a couple of plays by DJ Moore. But Khalil Herbert went down in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And Roshan, while well, he only got four carries, he popped off a uh, 29-yard run. Uh, he, I, think, I think we're going to start to see some takeover here. I might be a little early on the Roshan train, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to jump on right now and have him, uh, have him lead me to victory. Nice. All right. The, uh, the only thing I'll say about this to kind of wrap this up, uh, Rhett,
0: the only flaw in your logic is that you might actually have to watch the Bears' offense. That's that's <laughs> well, the only wait a flaw, second. Right? Let me rule number one in fantasy uh, football do not draft players if you do not want to watch their team. And that is not an easy oh, watch going up right against, now the Chiefs, the
2: yeah. Yeah, against the Chiefs with Chicago. Yeah,
0: against the Chiefs. I'm sure they'll be running it a lot, they won't be chasing points at all. That's Rhett. He does nope. his homework each and every week. How is this guy winning this thing? It is an absolute mystery. I have no idea. All right,
1: puka, puka. That's
0: all I need. A one man shot. Unbelievable, Un- unbelievable. <laughs> All right, another rookie draft is in the books. Man, I've got to get better at this. This is embarrassing. I can't. I cannot allow Rhett to uh, to continue to maintain his lead here. I need Bucky or myself to to, to overtake him. Uh, so hopefully, this is the week that happens. Again, we'll come back next week. We'll recap the scores. Uh, update the standing, see where we're at, but uh, keeping an eye on these rookies. Fun way to do it. Uh, we're definitely enjoying that. Um, all right. As we wrap this up, want to remind you, we are five days a week now on Move the Sticks. So if you, uh, you got a job, you work Monday through Friday, we got something new for you every day on the way to work. So be sure to download, uh, subscribe. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and review. We do appreciate that. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to do a little uh, deep dive uh, on Micah Parsons and what he's done not only for the Cowboys, but we'll go back and revisit what he was at Penn State and, uh, and maybe how maybe we missed something. What was it about him we didn't see to see this guy become the most dominant defensive player in the NFL? We'll jump into that tomorrow right here on Move the Sticks. There's a shortcut to
2: platinum status at Shell. To saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill, every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, platinum status is earned with 12 fill over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com slash status.